A stunning new CDC report says young adults are suffering an enormous mental and emotional toll from the pandemic. I'll tell you more. Also, uh, time to start some fact from fiction in the uproar around the U.S. post office. And finally, Avatar, The Last Airbender, has lost the creators for the upcoming Netflix remake. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Huckabee. Welcome to the Relevant Daily, where I bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up right now. So first up, as the death toll of COVID-19 in the U.S. hits 170,000 with few signs of slowing, it would be really easy to stay focused on the most obvious and obviously tragic fallout of the pandemic as U.S. efforts at containment continue to be stymied. But there are other, more subtle consequences to the coronavirus's American surge. And a major one is our mental and emotional well-being. A stunning new study shows that young Americans are taking all of this particularly hard. The CDC reports that one in four young adults have contemplated suicide in the last month because of the pandemic. That's a quarter of Americans between the ages of 18 and 24, according to this survey of about five and a half thousand respondents. Um, it's not just young adults. 22% of essential workers said that they had also considered suicide in the last 30 days, along with 31% of self-reported unpaid caregivers. Black and Hispanic respondents also reported suicidal ideation at above average levels. Uh, the situation, frankly, remains very bleak throughout this whole study. 31% of respondents reported feeling uh, anxious and depressed because of the pandemic. A little over 13% reported turning to alcohol or drugs to cope with pandemic-related stress. And state and federal data does report a slight uptick in drug overdose deaths in 2020, leading to some speculation, which we can't prove right now, but some speculation that lockdown, economic uncertainty, and pandemic-related stress may be exacerbating our nation's already dire suicide rate. Um, so lots happening here. If you are feeling an extra amount of stress, depression or anxiety over this, uh, help is available to you in the U.S. You can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. You can also text an emotional support counselor. You can text with them. Uh, that's the crisis text line. Just text HOME, H-O-M-E, text HOME to 741. Also, you've probably seen a lot of political chatter about the United States Postal Service over the last few weeks, uh, with lots of political talking points and, and loud headlines trying to, to whip you into action or into a panic or, or maybe just to assure you that nothing's wrong. Uh, it's a little hard to sort of fact from fiction in a story like this. It's kind of complicated. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot we don't know. But here's a little breakdown of what we do know. Um, so what's going on with the Postal Service? Like most government services, the U.S. Postal Service costs money to operate, costs a lot of money in this case, but having a reliable way to get mail across the country has generally been seen as a worthwhile expenditure by Americans. 91% of Americans have a good feeling about the post office. The USPS is also an enormous source of jobs. It employs 500,000 Americans, 18% of whom are U.S. veterans. Nevertheless, President Donald Trump has made the USPS a target of his administration. He's called it a loser. He says it's a scam. In June, 
Trump hired Republican donor Louis DeJoy as the new Postmaster General in an effort to make the Postal Service a profitable competitor to services like Amazon. Now, DeJoy did successfully cut costs, but mail has suffered a huge national slowdown as a result. And now the Postal Service is asking for extra funds to stay afloat, but no help appears to be immediately forthcoming. Uh, Last Thursday, Trump openly admitted that he's withholding funds as a way to crack down on mail-in ballots. Uh, He told on Fox Business, he said, quote, they need that money in order for the post office to work, to take in these millions and millions of ballots. If we don't make a deal, that means they don't get the money. That means they can't have universal mail-in voting. That means they can't have it. Now, there's expected to be a surge of demand for mail voting during the coronavirus pandemic. But the Trump administration maintains without evidence that mail-in ballots are more susceptible to voter fraud. Last weekend, Trump declared that the upcoming election will be, quote, a fraudulent mess. He even speculated that Americans, quote, will maybe never know who won. Uh, But then Saturday, Trump adjusted his position a little bit. He says he supports funding the post office, but does not support some of the other terms of the Democrats' relief package, like, say, bailout funding for certain states. So there's probably going to be a lot of people who would prefer to vote by mail in pandemic season. Election officials have predicted that as many as half of all this year's votes could come through the mail. Now, for some states, that won't be much of a problem. Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Utah and Washington. You can vote by mail for any reason uh, or no reason at all. If you want to in any of those states, they have universal mail in voting. California, Nevada and Vermont are adopting universal mail voting this year for the first time. But for the rest of us in states without universal mail and voting, time is going to be an issue. Although the Postal Service says it's confident that it can handle a surge in mail and ballots given the necessary resources, experts fear the recent cost-cutting measures implemented by the new Postmaster General could be a liability. In fact, in July, Thomas Marshall, he's the Post Office General's counsel and executive vice president, he sent a letter saying many states have mail-in voting deadlines that are simply too tight given the new slower speed of the Postal Service. So the, these are real issues. Uh, the, the People aren't making things up. There are some concerns here about voting with regards to the Postal Service. But there are some things that are also being blown a little bit out of proportion among them. You may have seen pictures floating around on social media of Postal Service mailboxes being locked up or taken away. Uh, understandably, that looks a little shady, uh, but it's not necessarily related to this conspiracy. Or, it, In fact, mailboxes are pretty regularly locked up or removed to prevent theft. Uh, many of the viral photos that are being passed around are actually not recent. They're from previous administrations. Uh, in fact, a few of these photos that you see that appear to show these mailboxes locked on one side are in fact open on the other side. So be very careful when sharing those photos. Uh, those are not, well, there is an issue going on with the Postal Service. And and there is reason to be informed and concerned about some of the things that are being decided there at the political level. Uh, Some of these photos are veering a little bit into conspiracy or or fear mongering territory. Uh, As far as what's next, the situation is moving quickly. Uh, On Sunday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi called the House back early to address the Postal Service. She said, quote, across the nation, we see the devastating effects of the president's campaign to sabotage the election by manipulating the Postal Service to disenfranchise voters. Americans should not have to choose between their health and their vote. And CNN has obtained a Postal Service memo in which DeJoy admitted that some of his changes, and these are his words here, have unintended consequences that have impacted our overall service levels. However, 
He also said that moves would increase performance for the election and upcoming peak season and maintain the high level of public trust we have earned for dedication and commitment to our customers throughout our history. So that's sort of the situation. I have lots more details and links to, to all of these sources that I pulled from here over relevantmagazine.com. You can head over there if you want to read more about all of this. Obviously, a very fast moving situation and something you want to be informed of. The reason I bring it up on this podcast on The Relevant Daily is this. Uh, first up, the truth matters. I think it's important that Christians are sharing true information, reliable information about important issues. Second, uh, the Postal Service matters. Uh, the Postal Service is important for a lot of people, especially people in rural communities, rely on the Postal Service. There is an interesting thread that I've linked to over relevantmagazine.com that has a lot of stories of people who've suffered because their prescriptions aren't coming in time because of the Postal Service. Uh, so we do owe it to ourselves as a nation to make sure that we have a reliable Postal Service, a cost-efficient Postal Service, but also one that we can count on to get the things to us that we need. And uh, finally, I share it because voting does matter. Voting safely during a pandemic will certainly create many challenges, but these obstacles are, are certainly surmountable. Uh, there's no evidence that mail-in voting leads to any increase in voter fraud. In fact, the president and his wife recently requested their own mail-in ballots. They trust the system enough to vote by mail. And given this year's obvious health risks, I think both parties can find a way to make sure that every American is able to make sure that their voice is heard come November. Finally, last story. Earlier last week, fans of Avatar The Last Airbender were stunned when Netflix's planned live-action remake lost Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Contitsko. Uh, Brian and Michael are the creators of the original animated Nickelodeon classic. They both released statements saying that while they'd been excited at the opportunity to update the series with Netflix and believed their creative vision would be supported, uh, they wrote, quote, things did not go as we had hoped. Um, on Instagram, uh, Konitsko wrote, quote, the general handling of the project created what I felt was a negative and non-supportive environment. To be clear, this was not a simple matter of us not getting our way. Mike and I are collaborative people. We did not need all the ideas to come from us. As long as we felt those ideas were in line with the spirit and integrity of Avatar, we would have happily embraced them. However, we were ultimately came to the belief that we would not be able to meaningfully guide the direction of the series. Uh, now, neither DiMartino nor Konitsko got into specific details about their disagreements with the direction Netflix wanted to take. Uh, there was a report, an unconfirmed report from a site called Fandom Wire that suggested that according to multiple sources inside Netflix, the spirit may have been pretty different from the original series, possibly more mature with more violence, uh, maybe more sex, which would be definitely a very big departure from the, the Nickelodeon series. If you've seen it, I'm sure you're aware. Uh, but we, we cannot obviously confirm that at this. I can't confirm that report at this time. Uh, the original Avatar The Last Airbender series has enjoyed a really great summer. It came to Netflix for the first time and many viewers encountered the story of Aang for the first time. Uh, if you've seen it, you know that Aang, 12 years old, is the last of his kind and destined to save the world. But he and his friends, Katara and Sokka, have to train for the fight against the Fire Nation first. Uh, it's a show for children, but it's not childish, treating its audience with the same respect it has for all its characters and delivering the sort of heart, humor, imagination, and drama that most serious adult TV can only dream of. 
Avatar The Last Airbender resists lazy plot and characterization at every turn, creating real characters and complex relationships who live in a rich and varied world. Cannot recommend this series highly enough, no matter what age you are, and it is on Netflix, the original animated series. Can't imagine anybody could come away from that not enjoying it. And DiMartino and Kanitsuko deserve a lot of credit for their creation. Uh, it's not a great sign that they're not on board with this attempt to update it, especially if it's true that Netflix wanted to strip the series of some of the things that made it so special. So we may or may not have a new live action version of this to look forward to, but the original is definitely worth your time. You can read more about all these stories and everything else we're covering today over at the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. You can subscribe to our other podcast there as well. I am here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.